Hey y'all, it's Bailey from Major League Fishing's Lions In podcast. Today I'm talking with Aaron Martins about one of his favorite topics, conservation and fish care. What it's like to only get four or five hours of sleep before a long day on the water because you are up so late tying on tackle and all the improvements he's made in his tackle storage in his new Phoenix boat. Join us for Major League Fishing's Lions In. I'm here at the Major League Fishing General Tire World Championship, our first ever World Championship, sitting here with Aaron Martins, and we are just having a chat about this event, about everything that's going on, and uh, Aaron, thanks for being here. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah. It's exciting. It is really exciting. It is, so, it is. you know, you got here this morning, you got your jerseys, you did your photos, you've been through a whole onslaught of interviews. I'm done. Yeah, and then you got one more. <laughs> one more after this. And then you're going to go tie on stuff and get ready, get your tackle ready to I go got, fishing tomorrow. Yeah, I have to fish tomorrow. And, and I haven't started any tackle yet for actually the event. I, I When I work on tackle, I'm always working on my tackle for the in, in whole. But I haven't actually respooled and tied baits on for this tournament tomorrow yet. So I do have a lot to do. And I think we might even have a dinner tonight. And I know we have a meeting tonight. So today's going to be really busy. I, I imagine it'll be a, a midnight or 2 a.m. night for me. Hopefully not. Hopefully I can get done, get in bed by midnight, get my four or five hours sleep. But it's these things, this, this, these first, these first, usually the major league, the first day is always the night before. It's, I, I, just, I, I got to figure out how to cut it shorter. <laughs> <laughs> do you have trouble sleeping on the nights no, before you go out? Not or you, at just, all. you just have trouble getting into bed because you get so much to do. Going to sleep, yeah, just because there's so much to do. And usually I'm always in a hurry to get, I'm coming from somewhere. So I've had five days to get ready, but like I said, it's been getting ready for the rest of the season. It's just trying to get my tackle in order. So it's a, it's an adventure for sure. Well, I know we've got some tips and things from you that are on our website of you talking about all the different storage techniques that you mm -hmm. use. So in the off season, did you kind of improve on any of that or get any yeah. kind of new techniques that you're using to have I fast got, access? Yeah, I have, to, I have a new boat this year. It's, it's a Phoenix. It's a 921 PHX. It's a different storage system. It's a, all the compartments different. So all that stuff I've told you guys. Uh, it may be good for the boat they have, but now my new boat, I've had to change a lot of my container boxes. So it's actually been a pain, but I think once I get it all, it's, it's like a big puzzle. It's like taking a puzzle out of a box and then dumping it on a table and then putting it all together and you get it all working well. And then, and then, and then some of that kid comes by, knocks it off the table and it falls apart again. And you're almost, it's like, it's like that with tackle. It's like you, you get, you change just a little, something a little bit, compartment changes or something and it. It, it's like you got completely changed the way you do it. So it's getting better. And actually, it's funny because I actually try to organize my tackle be so I can major league fishing doesn't mess my tackle up as bad as it has been because the way I the way I do my tackle, I call it like NASCAR. The way NASCAR does races, my stuff's organized. It's I got enough with it. I got every color I want to have of that bait. I have they all had they all have good hooks on. They're they're ready to go for me. And that's that's got to have good hooks and uh Guy be even a lot of them are even tuned, and in major league uh, the boats we've used in the past you can't I can't take my tackle out of my boat and put it in their boat it won't fit, mm -hmm. so now I can only take you know uh, maybe a half maybe a little more than half my tackle which totally stinks for me because my stuff's all super organized so I, I don't have like three or four things in one box like a lot of guys do which makes things easier to take your tackle out and put it in their boat and you have you know, five of your favorite baits in one box, you know, that it goes, it's like that for everything that my stuff's all separated and perfect. And if I'm looking for some, I know right where it is. And I know it's quicker that way. It's faster. It's more, more organized. And, but it doesn't work because I can't fit in a boat. So, so what do you do? Uh, 
I stay up late and work on Tackle till two on the morning. So if say like a hundred percent of your stuff is at your house whenever you are there and your boat's parked there, you know, what percentage of that then is in the truck, what percentage of that is in the boat, and then what percentage of that ends up uh, in the major league fishing boat? I probably only take about five percent of tackle with me on tour, which is about four hundred pounds. The rest of it stays at home. I have way That's too a lot much. of tackle. I have way too much. Uh, <laughs> uh tons of it. Literally. Um and then uh I think I have like three or four hundred pounds uh, of tackle with me, mm-hmm. um, maybe six hundred, counting the plastics, because uh, I I carry it back and forth a lot, and 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 it's a lot. Cause I carry two hundred pounds in my boat. If I if I should weigh my terminal tackle or my tackle, my bags and stuff, all tackle that I use for fishing is two hundred pounds. So um, yeah, I got like ten times that in my truck and campers, <laughs> thousand pounds, close to it. So yeah, it's it's in different places, and you know I, my my plastics are really heavy, and, and they're and it's funny as I try to carry enough with me to where I can, if I catch them on something, I don't usually have to go to the store or have to order anything. I have it with me, and that's really hard to keep everything straight and organized, and and but I, that's that's how I do things, and that's that way I never get left without something, and it's it's heavy. My plastics weigh a lot, and I keep those in the and usually in the truck, but that's. Definitely my heaviest stuff I have. The rest of the stuff, the crankbaits and stuff, they're actually much lighter. But they're you get so many of them, they're pretty heavy too. But it's just uh, I'm always trying to shorten, trying to trying to make things easier. And I actually watch the way the other guys do their tackle. You know, Edwin and and a lot of new guys and a lot they do they do it similar, but uh, they just don't have as much. And uh, they don't and and I try I try so hard to not have so much, but I I kind of like so many different things. It's hard not to. Yeah. So when you're coming to an event like this, you know we're fi- you don't know where we're fishing yet. Uh, you know you'll find out tomorrow morning when the boat yard. But you do know we're fishing East Texas. You've obviously yeah. fished here before. Um, do you sure, yeah. do you yeah. um, cater what you're bringing to to what your knowledge is of East Texas and East yeah. Texas fishing? Yeah, and- you do. It's totally. It, I mean, it's from from Okeechobee to here is actually not too different as far as fishing line. The line I have on my reels and. And even some of the baits I had rigged up for Okeechobee last week, similar. So it makes it a little easier than going from Cherokee to Okeechobee. But, uh, um, yeah, I mean, I'm just going to rig up for pre-spawn, spawn. And, you know, I have a couple of finesse rods just in case you have to. But I'm not. I'm anticipating probably using all 20-pound plus line and, and a lot of braided stuff and just going fishing. That's how, that's what you do here. And, and with the amount of water we've been getting, uh, a lot of rain we've been getting, a lot of overcast, the water should have a lot of color to it. So, you know, heavy line, big bait, big, bulky, annoying, obnoxious baits probably is what they'll eat the best. So, again, um, we don't know where we're going. Uh, it could be a place where it has few fish but big fish, or it could be a place where you have a bunch of pound and a half, two-pounders. So, there's so much around here that... That you know, all, not all these places have a lot of big ones. We might they might put us on the places, you know, big ones five pounds, and in that case, you know, all that twenty pound line and giant baits or big stuff, heavy stuff's not going to play a factor. And then you're so you have to be ready for everything. You never know with fishing. <laughs>
Yeah. So speaking of that, you obviously currently hold the single day record for Major League Fishing after the Grand Rapids event. You know, you've caught 88 pounds of uh, bass in that day, which was, uh, you know, it was a good day, I'm sure. Yeah, it was amazing watching you. You're kind of out in the middle there, uh, you know, catching them basically consistently the whole day while everyone else. (laughs) All day was fine. (laughs) Yeah. And I loved your commentary that you were like, well, why would I stop now? You know, once you hit it. So with that day, you had, you know, a lot of one and two pound fish, you know, mm-hmm. you just caught so many that it was yeah. easy to get to that 88 pounds here, just with, you know, the general knowledge that you have of East Texas and the fishing down here, you know, there, there can be some bigger fish, um, and, and maybe more than so than some of the Northern lakes that we've yeah. fished, you know, where you can kind of one pound them to death. That may not be the case when someone here could catch a five, six, 10 12 pound fish potentially and rocket themselves up to the first place. Um, How does that kind of change your mentality going into your first day of competition? You got to have, I mean, like I said, we don't know where we're going, but if we go somewhere where, you know, all of a sudden you hear eight pounders being weighed in or you catch an eight pounder and then you, you better have the right equipment and the right stuff to compete with these guys. And and I, I, I'm sure I will have it all. I, I usually do. That's why I stay up so late. But you, <laughs> it, it could be like that. It could be where, you know, 80 pounds might fall the first quarter. <laughs> it's possible. So I, I just want to make sure I'm ready for it. And, you know, if the record does fall, I hope I break it. Um, but I'm excited to go fishing. To tell you the truth, all the work I do, which I, I don't like any of it. I hate it all. I make my own lures, too. Like, like a lot of my swim jigs and jigs and spinner baits and and even weights and a lot of my stuff, I make my own stuff and powder coat them, wet brush guards, you know, it's just my own skirts. I spend a lot of extra time to a lot of you guys do, but I'm just excited to go fishing. I don't like doing all the stuff I do. I, I, I don't, I don't think I enjoy any of it. Even making feathers, my trailers and, and all that stuff seems like, you know, some people think oh, that'd be fun. It's not when you do it for as many years as I have. It's that's the job. And, and, and anytime I can get, actually, when I get on the water, um, I have less to do than anybody out there. Usually, once I'm fishing in competition, everybody else is behind. Usually, as far as tackle, they don't. They're not worried. They, I'm more ahead of them as far as organized and being more prepared for stuff. It doesn't always mean you're gonna beat them, but it's it makes fishing more fun and it lets you focus on the task ahead of you better than you would if you're disorganized. And with that, you know, obviously when you're fishing other tournament trail events, um, you're not aware of what your competitors are doing. You're not aware of what Most they've caught time, or nothing, what they Yeah. yeah unless what you watch, unless you can see them. Yeah, physically. exactly. And yeah. so here, obviously you're getting an update kind of at, in real time as it happens of what other people yeah. are doing. How does that mess with your mind? That's awesome. <laughs> I've been, I've been on the, the receiving end of, of what I've, I've put out uh, last year in that tournament in Minnesota. And it's not fun, but it is, it adds a, adds a definitely level of excitement for the sport. And I like it. i even when I was getting my, <laughs> I was getting creamed before I still like to listen to it. I never had them turn the radio down or off or, or not radio, but the, the official telling you, I never told them to be quiet or anything. We've gone through so many different ways in, in major league since the beginning. We, I think we did have a recording for our a radio. Uh, it's changed, and, and I love it the way it is, and, and I, I just hope they imp- uh, there's not much improvements we can make. It's pretty pretty instant. You, know, you get watched a guy, you know, 100 yards away catch one, and a minute later, you know how big it was. <laughs> so I think it's awesome. I, 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 that makes this, this, this uh, more exciting, this MLF. Um, 
for me, and I'm sure it does for for everybody else that's watching from the outside in. Uh, it's just I'm excited. For those fans, yeah, for those fans that are going to be watching for the first time, you know, there's so many people in the U.S. who are, you know, weekend warriors, go out fishing regularly, do things like that. They probably don't even know that, I mean, they've heard of Bassmaster, they've maybe heard of FLW or maybe heard of Major League Fishing, but Mm -hmm. they don't watch it, they don't maybe have Outdoor Channel. That's going to change when our show is for six consecutive weeks on CBS. So what do you think that's going to mean for bass fishing and professional bass fishing? Uh, I think it's going to let about i don't know how many millions more people but way more than we're getting now yeah <laughs> like leaps and bounds more than what we're getting now um might be able to get a little bit of attention away from the the news networks to cbs it might be good for cbs even there oh there's fishing on cbs i'm sick of this news let's go watch that you know right now news stations are kind of taking it all but uh i think it's gonna be awesome um yeah, I mean, you're talking 10, maybe 100 times more people that will might see it that would never see it normally. So it's, it's it's good. I'm excited about that, too. But I can't worry about that right now. I got, you know, this would be if I was going to win one of these. And I haven't won one yet. I've come really close a few times. This would be the one to, to start, start get my first victory in. So I'm very focused on the task ahead of me. And I want to get to where I'm, where I'm, like I said, where I'm, when I hit the water tomorrow, I'm, Super comfortable and confident and feel like I made the right decisions while I tied on and go catch them. That's awesome. Well, one last question and then I'll let you get to your next interview I know, before you have one more, one more. make it through the whole <laughs> afternoon. Um, you know, for a lot of people, like we just said, this is going to be the first time they're exposed to the major league fishing format. And, yeah. and one of the things that's so important to us um, is fish care. And we have so many rules in place for, yeah. to, you know, conservation and things like that. So people who maybe aren't as comfortable or might not even be uh, you know, anglers themselves or hunters or things like that. They don't come from that background, but they can still enjoy watching the TV show of Major League Fishing because it is, you know, it's a great show. It's, it's educational, a great... yeah. Yeah. I mean, and... I mean, like you nailed it. Uh, fish care is huge. I mean, a lot of people do eat them. They take them home. Those fish, who cares how you care, take care of them? You feel bad for them, but, they, you know, fish are here. You got them here to eat. So, uh, but the fish you let go um, in general Overall, from what I've seen over the last 20 years, uh, a lot of fish get mistreated very, very, very badly, especially in tournaments. And, you know, bass is a great job, probably the best at, for sure for fish being weighed in, there's no doubt. Uh, but MLF took it to another level with letting the fish go on the spot. And that to me is huge for our sport. And, and you know, my rule was in the beginning was not, you know, we can't let them touch the carpet. As I was sick and tired of seeing guys bounce fish on that carpet. I yelled at guys for the last 20 years, get that fish off the carpet. You know, you're killing it. And you really are. I mean, these guys wonder, you know, look at that fish. has got like mushrooms on it and stuff. It's stuff growth on it. And that's from the fish, from somebody hitting the carpet or netting the fish and letting it bounce in the carpet. And then they take off the hook, put in the libel and carry around all day. And at the end of the day, it gets let go. But all its skin's gone. You know, it's got all its protective layers gone. And the fish gets bacteria and parasites that attack it and kill it uh i i don't know what the percentage is of fish but you know certain lakes certain times of year i see you know a lot of fish that have those spots on them and, and from not being cared for and you know and the carpet one's my favorite because that to me is the worst thing you can do to fish is let it touch the carpet and a lot of guys still do it today and that's to me very disrespectful to the sport uh unless you're gonna eat that fish you shouldn't let it touch anything so uh, that that to me uh, is going to save, and, and hopefully we can 
And and this will educate people. I mean, we need to talk about it more because I don't think a lot of people that do that know how bad it is for the fish. I mean, I tell them, you know, drag yourself down this tree a block on a cable and behind a car and blacktop. And, you know, that's the equivalent of letting that fish bounce around the boat for five or ten seconds. You know, drag yourself on concrete. Uh, so we got we to gotta definitely educate people and, and so we can make this sport a better sport. Yeah, and sure. and how does that kind of, especially this week with it being you know pre-spawn, with it being full moon, extra, with it yeah, that, bed that's, fishing. that's a good point. And you know, bouncing a female fish, if you know, again, if you're not going to eat it, and like a lot of people do, you know, there's people that eat them, but uh, you really should let a female fish go. I think it's full of eggs. Uh, it's better for the sport, better for the, the environment. You get more fish out of it. Um, but bouncing a female fish, I've seen that done too. That that almost makes me. My head, it makes the hair on my back of my head stand up. I've seen guys win big tournaments and they're bouncing ten pounders, and that you're 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 possibly killing that fish, but also you're you're when you bounce a fish like that, if you looked around that guy's boat, there's probably eggs everywhere. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're supposed to be doing? I don't think so. So I mean, it's really important to, especially on a large fish, to not bang it around. I mean, when I get a big fish, I usually double hold it. You know, I'll grab the fish, pull out of the water, and I'll kind of support it, and I'll kind of I take really good care of them. I try to keep them as uh, vertical or, or lateral as possible, not vertical or they're sitting, you know, weight all towards their tail. Uh, and I'm gentle with them. You know, I put them out of live well, it's got water in it. And then if I had to keep them, I till weigh in. I, I tell you, well, I check them often to make sure the fish is, looks good. You know, if you look in your live well and the fish is on, on its side a little bit, or turning kind of pale or its eyes are kind of dilating, you can kind of tell when you look open a live well, the fish is not feeling well or maybe not getting enough oxygen or maybe you have to take the other fish out of that live well and let that fish be by itself. I check that constantly. I'm, I'm very aware of, of the, and it's not just because I, you know, I don't want to lose a quarter pound or half pound of weight. It's because I care about that fish. Yeah. And we have to with the, mm-hmm. you know, the future of the With all the people that fish safe. nowadays, we, we all have to, to do something about it. Yeah, for sure. It's, and I think we're close. I think, um, I think it's, 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 it, to me, it's, it's, it's progressing too slowly from what I've seen in, in club tournaments and stuff, a little bit of water and, in the bags and stuff. There's a lot of things we need to work on, but if we can take care of that, uh, tournaments will do very little damage to the fisheries and, and they'll be able to say something in the future that we're hurting it, yeah, which is coming up. Wait, believe me with all that stuff that's happening these days with the, with the politicians and stuff in, in the, in the election, there, there's going to be uh, fights in the, in the future, I'm sure from certain groups that, you know, and we, we don't want to give them any fuel to, and obviously, MLF gives them nothing, so take that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, the average time that a fish is in our boat is 17 seconds yeah. with the instant catch and release. And that we have is, that fish is eating hours later. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully, you know, being pre spawn, we can get them back on their bed, back yeah. with their mate, doing their own. In the same like, areas. Yeah. yeah. Pull them away from their spot yeah, and they go right back. So, so not hurting them at all. Yeah. Hopefully, people will see that and see, you know, our commitment, not just to they producing a great yeah. show, but also to. You know, really caring for the They can't say nothing. And I watch the news a lot. Good luck saying anything about MLA. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Well, Aaron, I know you have to go. So thank you so much for your time and good luck this week. Thank you.